Hello and welcome back to what you think. I definitely just wanted to pop in and chat a little bit because I feel like our first episode we just kind of dived right in and did no kind of introduction. So if you're new here, this is actually the second episode that will be published. So I just wanted to come on and give a little brief explanation. For starters, we should uh, probably just start with our names. I think we barely addressed each other in the first podcast episode, but my name is Ashley. Uh, I'll be joined here every week by my co-host Nick. So, yeah. Alright, so for this podcast, I think it's very important to know that anything that we review in the future, we have no film background. Like, I feel like a lot of people who do movie reviews or talk about films on podcasts have some sort of job in the industry or they went to school for film or acting. I Especially the podcasts I listen to, they all have those kinds of backgrounds. But we're just doing this for fun and this is just something we do anyway after we watch any film or TV show that we really enjoy. We just thought it would be fun to, to make a podcast about it, honestly. We're looking forward to doing both movie and shows. A show that we're really looking forward to doing is The Last of Us, and that will be our next episode. We're super excited to do that. We actually played the game together, and it was so fun for us. Um, the graphics were amazing. And the plot of the game was actually so good. I was very invested. I only like story mode games. Those are the only kind that I can play. And it was so beautiful. And it really kept you wanting to know more. And I was really surprised how in-depth the character were, characters were for a game. And we're really interested to see how it comes together on the screen. Um, it, I'm really looking forward to the series. I'm sure it'll be beautiful. And I'm just really excited. The two actors that are in there were in Game of Thrones, which we also watched and loved. So I just know that they're going to do an amazing job. All right. Well, thanks for chatting with me and we'll see you next time. Hey, welcome back to What'd You Think? What's up? You're here with Ashley. And Nick. Perfect. All right, so we're going to start with the synopsis today. We're going to be looking at Glass Onion. Jeez, Moose. <laughs> we're being attacked. Moose! Calm down. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read the synopsis. Billionaire Miles invites his friends for a getaway on his private Greek island when someone turns up dead. Detective Blanc is put on the case. Oh, yeah. Alright, and just to like a brief overview of the characters, because I feel like if we just start talking about people, it's going to be super hard. So, Miles is the billionaire who invited everyone to the island. Birdie is like an influencer who literally is the dumbest person on planet Earth. Well, she's also a model, too. She is a model. Is that necessary? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's, yeah. She's a model, but 
she's constantly she thought a sweatshop was a place that you make sweatpants if that tells you anything about her whiskey is the girlfriend of ryan who is a twitch streamer and they're both just in it for the clout she's basically just with him for clout she tells one of our other characters that and then we have the detective if you watch knives out it's the same guy he's just a french detective mm. on the case and then we have helen Oh, <laughs> should, we say, should we say Helen? We wait, let's wait on Helen. Okay, we'll cut that out. And then we have Andy. She is Miles's ex-business partner. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Lionel. He's a scientist. And we have Claire. She is... I, I wasn't quite sure. She's like a mayor She's or a like mayor. a council lady. I wasn't quite sure what she was. I know. I forgot She's, the state it was, too. Yeah, she's in government, basically. And yeah. they just, they open with her doing, like, a talk on some of her policies because she's running for re-election. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's just a brief overview of the characters. Um, I think we're just going to go ahead and start. So it opens up with everybody receiving these extravagant wooden boxes. Oh yeah. Yeah, them things are crazy, dude. They got like it's like a like a jigsaw puzzle type thing. It's got multiple layers of like brain teasers that you gotta figure out. Right. So there was like chess. There was tic tac toe. They had like some music kind of put into yeah. it. Like I think it was was it Beethoven? What was it? It was some classical music like that. Yeah, and you had to figure out based on the rhythm. Like a t- was it a time period? I can't it quite remember. A, uh, it was too that part was way too hard for me. I would have not yeah. been able to solve this puzzle. It was like a tone thing. It was like you play the same key over and over again, but it sounds different as you overlay it. Right. And then there was tic-tac-toe, but it wasn't tic-tac-toe. It was Morse code in the form of tic-tac-toe. So you would have had to have known Morse code. I definitely just would not have been able to solve this puzzle. I would have went the route that Andy did and just took a bat to it. Yep. (laughs) Just beat the crap out of the thing, got the note out. (laughs) I know. So everyone's trying to solve these puzzles. And so Lionel the Scientist, Birdie, our model influencer... Ryan, the Twitch streamer, and Claire, the biz- or the government politician lady, they all FaceTime each other to solve the boxes. Mm-hmm. And then, so we're kind of learning the friendship dynamics there. Like, it's kind of showing us Claire's the smart one, like, common sense. Lionel's the scientist, so he was able to get, like, a bunch of the puzzles right away. Yeah. And then Birdie's just there. She's just having a good time. Yeah, she's like at a party right now. <laughs> right, they're just making fun of her the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. Especially because, like, this movie was shot during COVID, so like, are you literally throwing a party right now? And she's yeah. like, oh, they're all in my bubble. Like, she's just... Exactly. She's just there. She's not really helping with the puzzle. And Ryan, he knew a few things. Like, there was one puzzle, which was about silver, and he knew it because he's supposed to be a big douche. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot that one. 
But you learn that they're all friends, and then it cuts to Andy, and she's sitting by herself in, like, this torn-up room, and she's done took a bat to the boxes, and she said, fuck the puzzle. Because once you solve it, you get an invitation, which is the invitation that actually invites them to Miles' island. Right. But she just beats up that box and takes it right out, and she's like, whatever. Not doing it. No kidding. So next, they end up all meeting at the docks to get on a boat because this island, you obviously have to take a boat to it. But they had to fly to Greece. This is like, this is an expensive trip for a weekend because it's literally just for one weekend. Oh, yeah. And it's all paid for, too, by that Miles guy. Yeah. So he flies them out to Greece and they take a private boat to his island, which is just douche city. Like, he has this, these sculptures that raise up the dock and the boat parks on it. It's like a whole thing. It's like a glass building. It's crazy looking. Oh, yeah. The glass onion. Yeah, it's super, super over the top. And um, everybody kind of piles out of the boat, you know, once you get there. It, it's it's not, it's, it's a yacht. Like, it's a full-blown three-story yacht. And, um, but yeah, they pile out. And they meet old buddy, Miles, and he's just, like, all, like, hipstery and inviting everybody up. And he's like, we're about to have a fun time, play a game. Everyone was really surprised to see Andy, like, when they got to the docks. Oh, yeah. Because we learned that Miles and Andy, had they were business partners because they came up with the company Alpha, Mm -hmm. which is going to be mentioned quite a lot throughout the movie. And what happened was, they don't explain it to you right away, but she was basically let go of the company and she didn't get her half. And so everyone was really surprised that he invited her to this because he kind of screwed her over. All right. And so when we get to the island, Miles is really surprised to see that Andy actually showed up. And they make you think it's because of the court case. But later we learn that is not the case at all. Big change. (laughs) He is very surprised that she shows up. Oh, yeah. He's got, like, tears in his eyes. Like, his eyes are so red. And then as soon as they walk in and after everyone's kind of been told where to go, Miles pulls our detective aside and he's like can I speak with you? And he takes him up to the glass onion, which is just this mansion of a glass structure. Like it's huge and it's on top of his house. Everything's glass in there too. Like the chairs, the table, Mm -hmm. the walls. It's so like futuristic-y. It it looks crazy. I know. And he even has like a little platform for his car. And once I get up there, the detective's even like, oh, is that your car? And he's like, yeah, I just... I keep it there because there's nowhere to drive it on the island. Like, that's the kind of money we're dealing with. So I keep it on the roof. He just wants to be able to see it. Mm Mm-hmm. But he's basically like, I did not invite you. Why are you here? Yep. And the detective's like, oh, my God, I'm so so embarrassed. Like, what do you mean? Like, I got a box, dude. You didn't send it to me? Yeah. And he kind of makes fun of him, too. He's like, I got this weird box that had a bunch of children's game on it. And I just opened it up real quick and got this invitation. And (laughs) I thought it was odd, but I was like, hey... I'm not going to pass up a free vacay. Yeah, especially because, like, Miles is apparently a very well-known figure. Like, you ask somebody in the U.S. who, hey, 
this is Miles, and they're like, oh yeah, because apparently he's just the all-time billionaire mm-hmm. involved. He's got his hands in everybody's pockets. He's involved in everybody's business. Yup. Alright, and then after that, he basically invites the detective to stay, although he wasn't invited. He's like, one of the guys must have put you up to this because it's a murder mystery party and they're supposed to be solving a murder mystery all weekend. And so he's like, how awesome is it that they invited you to solve my murder mystery, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so he's like, sure, whatever, shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. And so we eventually get to dinner... And it's very obvious nobody wants to be there. Oh, yeah. Everybody's just kind of, like, chilling, looking around, like, awkward small talk. Looking at their watches, yeah. that kind of thing. And they there's a lot of tension. Like, yeah. there's so much tension. And we come to find out it's just because they're all being forced to do things that they don't want to do. Yep. Like, we get a little taste of it in the beginning. It starts off with Lionel, which is the scientist, being told by his colleagues that basically it's a terrible idea to back Miles. And now we've learned that he wants, or he's basically forcing Lionel. Not he want, he's suggesting, he's forcing him. Like, yeah, it's like blackmail. Yeah, like straight up to use this rock for fossil fuel and yeah. it hasn't been tested in any way. It's like a, It's like some kind of solid hydrogen power that they're... That they're trying to push that's going to be totally energy efficient, you know, zero emissions. But the kick to it is that it lets off hydrogen gas as a byproduct, which is extremely explosive. So you've got this explosive gas just going through everybody's vents and everything. And it's like, that's... Yeah, you light a match you and li- boom. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Don't I mean? Don't smoke a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Light a candle. Yeah, dangerous stuff. And so all of his colleagues were like, bro, like, that's a terrible idea. This is going to ruin you because all the work you've done to get here, doing this is going to ruin your career, not to mention kill people. Yeah. No kidding. We also learned that he's not the only people being affected by this. So, the politician lady, she is being forced to agree to some policies that she doesn't agree with. One of them being climate change, which is... Which was part of that hydrogen. Right. So, thing. her and Lionel kind of being screwed there because of that. And so, she's going to... If she gets elected, she's going to have to go back on her word almost immediately. Yeah. And then Birdie, we learned that... Again, like I mentioned earlier, she's so dumb. Like, she has an assistant. Her name is Peg. And her assistant's like, please tell me <laughs> you didn't think sweatshop meant a housing, a warehouse where they make sweatpants. Yeah. And she's just like, oh my God, what is wrong with you, Birdie? Birdie just don't think. I don't know. No. And so he's trying to help her, or not help her, but he's blackmailing her to take the fall for that and his sweatshops because of this email she sent out. Alright, and then back to the dinner. The detective is just soaking up the awkwardness. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so awkward, and he... 
is everything he says is just hilarious to me. He's because yeah. he's like kind of explaining the hi moose. He's kind of explaining the um the murder mystery, and the detective's like, oh, blah blah blah, whatever. Is there a prize? And Miles is just like, do you want a prize? And he's like, I, I don't know, maybe an iPad. Oh yeah, it's super <laughs> awkward. And then he's like, just to clarify, I don't want an iPad. I just you you said it was a game and. You said if we win, and so usually when you win, you get a prize, and it was so awkward, but it was so yeah. funny. Like, the delivery was, like, perfect. Oh, yeah. You could, yeah. You could feel like you were in the room, the amount of tension that they was <laughs> built with that scene. It was ridiculous. No, for real. And then he's like, okay, well, is the game started? And he's like, uh, yeah. And the detective just stands up. He solves the case immediately. Yeah, he just stands up and goes on just this quick, to the point tangent about all the steps that happen and why he gets murdered and who they frame for it just immediately within like three minutes it was ridiculous i know because he was picking up on clues as soon as they got there yeah and it was so funny because you learn that miles didn't actually do the game he actually hired a professional to make it and then the detective just solved it yep immediately miles was so freaking mad too because it, I mean, first off, it ruined his whole, like, weekend plan. Because it's supposed to be, like, a multiple-day game. And then on top of that, it was super expensive for him to have this lady come out and basically set up this game and everything for him. <laughs> she wrote, like, a mini, like, book to make this yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. And it just <laughs> got solved as soon as he said go. It was ridiculous. He was like, okay, perfect. I've been waiting for this. Yep. It, but I mean, the detective does get an iPad. So. He does. Yeah, he does. He gets he gets pulled away, or he's like you little bitch. Yeah, they go talking to his glass office again, and he's like, yeah, he was just like threw an iPad at him. He's like, congratulations, you won. But the detective was like, hey, I'm sorry I spoiled your game, but this is why I did it so fast. He was like, you're putting. The idea of a bunch of people that have reason to not like you and potentially want to murder you into their heads. He's like, that is such a dumb idea to isolate yourself with a bunch of people that aren't really on your side like you think they are. And he's like, what? No, these are my friends. (laughs) (laughs) They all obviously, you could tell at the dinner that is definitely how they feel. Oh, yeah. And then he goes back downstairs and he's like, who killed the party? Because everyone is just like, I think we're going to fly out tomorrow. Because they don't have like the obligation of the game anymore. Everyone is wanting to leave. And Miles is like, no, no. Like he turns on the stereo. They're all dancing, whatever. Andy calls is like a scene. And she's like talking about the court case. And she wants to know why everyone lied. And why they didn't have her back. And Ryan, the Twitch streamer, he basically just tells her off and she, like, storms out. Mm-hmm. But after that, the party gets back going. And all of a sudden, Ryan, the Twitch streamer, his phone starts blowing up. He has his Google alerts on. And we don't know what it is, but he shows Miles... And he's like, 
this means I can up my deal. Like, you're going to back me and, like, get me more views on my stream, whatever. And then all of a sudden, right after that, like, not even a minute, he's Mm. freaking choking and, like, dying. He's like, his throat's all swollen and he falls to the floor and everyone's like, uh. What's going on with Miles? Or what's going on with Ryan? He's just, he's, what's going on? You know what I mean? Everybody's trying to, like figure it out and they're trying to see if he's choking on something but there's nothing there and he just dies yeah the detective's like yeah sorry guys he's dead uh you need to call the police so that they can come and look into this like there's nothing i can do yeah and then miles starts freaking out he looks on the floor he sees that Ryan had drank from his cup because it had his name on it. And he was like, oh, my God, I'll pay you a billion dollars to tell me who in this room is trying to kill me. Yeah, he thinks somebody's done poisoned his drink. Oh, my God. that's why that Ryan died. I know. And it was a crazy scene, like, leading up to him dying. It was so stressful that you knew something was about to happen. But you thought it was going to happen to Miles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. They did a really good job at kind of, like, tricking you because it was so stressful. Like, they were all dancing and drinking and yelling and having a conversation. Meanwhile, he also just casually borrowed the Mona, Li- the Mona Lisa for a billion dollars. And yeah. it's got, like, this glass, like, what is it? It's fireproof. You, it's uh um, Oh, it's like everything bulletproof. Proof. Yeah. <laughs> and every time a phone dings or you get too close to it. Or you light a match. Or you light a match. It freaking puts up these walls. And so that's on and off, on and off. Just these loud slams just. Yeah, protecting the Mona Lisa. And it's like so stressful because his phone is like dinging. It's like ding, 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 ding. Because he has his Google alerts on, so it's just doing that, and it's so stressful. And then he starts choking, and then all that noise slowly dies, and you're like, this was the most stressful two minutes of my life. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, it was so stressful. And then everyone starts freaking out, because they're like, who did it? And Whiskey comes running in, which is the girlfriend of the guy who just died. Uh, She ran out, ran back in, because she was crying, she was upset, whatever. And she's like, Andy did it. I saw her. She destroyed our room. Oh, yeah. And so everyone's on the hunt for Andy. Yeah. Where is Andy? Where is she hiding? All right. So we cut to a scene of Andy and the detective. They find each other. All the lights had gotten cut off as soon as everyone was like, let's go find Andy. Oh, yeah. And they're standing there, like, talking, and he starts saying, nobody can solve this but you, like, do you have the gun? Yeah. Do you have, like, where's the gun at, you know, where did his phone go? All these, like, things just kind of disappeared, and so he's sitting there, and he's talking with Andy out there in the courtyard, and as soon as she's about to give him some good information... She gets shot right in the chest and just freaking falls out. She's dead. And he's like, what the heck? He's like, what is going on? Everybody runs outside. Andy's dead. They're just like, whoa. They're freaking out. And detective's like, all right, 
we all got to get in the same room together because somebody's running around killing folks, and I want to be able to have my eyes on all y'all. So they go in there, and they start kind of trying to regroup, and the lights are off. Keep that in mind. Whole power's out to the place. And the power got cut out because that was going to be part of the game. It was like at 10 o'clock. All the power to the building's going to go out to make it like spookier for the murder mystery game. But now that people are actually getting killed, it's like horrible and they can't figure out how to <laughs> I know, cut it it's back like on. terrifying. Everyone's yeah, screaming. Exactly. But eventually it comes on. It was on like a, what was it, like a... It was like a timer, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a 30-minute timer or something. Yeah. And so they walk back in and they're like, who did it? Who did it? Do you know? And he's like, I'll tell you who did it. And so we pause it and the movie still had like 30 minutes. So we knew... There was a lot of information that still had to come out. Oh, yeah. Because I was almost like, what? Like, that can't be <laughs> it. Yeah. But um, he starts going on his tangent. And it cuts back to before they're on the island. And someone knocks on his door that looks like Andy. It's Andy's twin sister, Helen. And she's southern as fuck. Yeah. She's like, she's supposed to be from like Alabama. So she's got the thick southern drawl going on. And she's like, I need help. Somebody has killed my sister. And she starts explaining it. And it's like, they said it was a suicide. But she's like, why would my sister commit suicide? When she just found out information that was going to help her get half of the company back from the court case that she lost. So it was all super fishy. And the detective's like, I need you to pretend to be your sister. And that's the best way I can try to solve this for you. Like, that is the only way I can do it. And she's hesitant at first, but she's like, all right, I'm in. And so that's the plan. They've been conspiracizing this whole time trying to figure out yeah so they knew each other from the get-go like as yep. soon as they arrive at the docks they already knew each other she dresses up just like her sister she mm -hmm. dyes her hair cuts it and she loses the accent yep and so then it kind of it gives you a bunch of cut scenes where it's him and andy linking up going over all the clues that they figured out together and they kind of been trying to check people off the list and see who's got the most motive and everything like that. So it really fills you in on exactly what's going on. And they do my favorite thing that movies do where when they cut back, it's the same scenes that you've already seen, but from a different angle and perspective. Mm -hmm. So there is a scene where you see Whiskey cheating on Ryan with Miles and we think it's just because she is cheating on him. And we're, we're getting so many views. So we have Ryan's view of her cheating and being upset. But then we know the detectives behind him. And we have his view of seeing that go down. And him thinking that's Ryan's motive. But then we also have now Helen, which is the twin sister. We have hers view, her view knowing that Ryan had just begged her to do that because he needed more views and we learn that they actually know or he actually knows that she's cheating 
Because yep. that's how he keeps in the good and gets the Twitch views. Yep. And so it's all these different perspectives that let you know more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And it makes it so good once you get like that last piece oh, of yeah. evidence. You know? And it also shows you more about why these people don't like Miles and why they have an even bigger motive to kill Miles right. throughout the whole time. Everyone has beef with Miles because Miles is just treating them like his just pawns. Personal assistants. Yeah, he's just his blackmailing pawns. them. Yeah, and it's like he obviously doesn't care about them. Mm-mm. No, not at all. And he's like and he's kinda like douchebaggy about it too. He's like, Look how far I've brought you, like I've done all this for you. You have to do this for me, otherwise I'll just put you just at the bottom of the bottom. Like you'll never be able to recover from the dirt I'll throw on you. Right. And so we learned that we're trying to figure out who killed Andy, right? Like, that's their whole mission. Yep. And we get some new information because Helen's running around talking to everybody. And she, in the flashback, there's a scene where she blows up at the pool. And she ends up, like, storming off. And the politician lady, Claire... And Ryan, the Twitch streamer, kind of chase after her. And they're like, what is your problem? And she's like, well, y'all, I sent y'all that email. Y'all lied in the court case. Like, why didn't you have my bag? Yep. Why didn't you? And she was like, and you didn't even respond to my email. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, because we called you. And so she gets all this information about how they actually went to Andy's house. And yeah. Andy never opened the door. So her, she was dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> but... Uh, Claire and Ryan actually went to the house, and it was crazy. And Ryan almost got hit while riding his motorcycle by Miles, who was leaving Andy's house. Sus. Sus. Very sus. So, once that information gets put out there, it becomes kind of clear why Ryan just kind of started choking out and dying because he revealed that information to the group that he saw Miles leaving Andy's house right... Well, not right... They don't know when she died, but it was very, like... Soon after. Soon after. Puts a killer in the killing spot. Right. (laughs) Where were you when it happened? Where were you? Alright, and now we're gonna... It cuts back to the detective. Like, this was him telling them how he knows who the killer is. But for us, it was us learning everything, you know? Oh, yeah. So it cuts back to him and he's like, yeah, Miles a freaking idiot. He basically told us all that he did it. Because... He... What did he start with? Well, it started off with Miles. Basically, Miles. We knew Miles did it because Ryan told everyone that he saw Miles at right. Andy's house before they got there, and they were like the first ones to see her or try to see her before she died. Well, and he had that strike against him, and then when his phone started going off. We learned that what he actually showed Miles was Andy's suicide had gotten published 
into all the major news outlets like while they were away and so now he could because he had just told everyone that he saw him they could put him at the crime scene yeah and on top of that because nobody knew she was dead right because helen was impersonating her mm-hmm. and then helen pulls back up like no never mind but we learned that ryan like how he killed ryan was ryan's allergic to pineapple juice which we learned earlier and it just kind of like was one of those things you didn't pay attention to but miles knew and he gave him a drink with pineapple juice in it and that's how he died he was like it's so stupid like he just put pineapple drink like the detective's going off he's like it's so dumb that's how you got away with it yeah exactly (laughs) And then it gives you a flashback, too, of whenever... Was, was that a pool? Where did gun? Where did the gun at? It gives you a flashback of when Miles grabs the gun from Ryan, because Ryan's always got this gun on him. And the phone. And the phone as he's dying. And so we know then that Miles is the one that shot Helen. So... That's two murders by Miles. And then it's like, after it comes back to him telling it, it goes back into another flashback of when Andy got shot, but then you learn that that's actually Helen, and he's standing there just like in shock looking at her body, and then she pops back up, and her sister's notebook saved her life. Right over her heart, that's where the bullet went. I was like, girl... <laughs> Girl got that thick notebook. I know. I was like, you got lucky. And then yeah. they had like a lot of funny things going on throughout the movie. And one of them was the guy who plays Hawkeye. What's his name? Jeremy Renner. So what what happened was they had like a lot of funny things. They had Jared Leto's uh, alcohol, and they were like, "God, Jared, this shit's getting me crunk." And then for Hawkeye, they had a hot sauce, and that's actually what they used to make it look like oh, Helen was blood. bleeding. Yep. And it was just so funny that because you imagine being like another celebrity and just getting your name dropped in a movie like yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of funny. Because I mean, the cast, like every single person in this movie, you know who they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a bunch of famous folks. And after that, so we know she's alive now. So she continues on with the case. She plays dead when everyone comes out and they're all like, ah, she's dead. You know what I mean? And she plays dead. As soon as they go in, he's like, continue the mission. Find the envelope with the evidence in it that proves that your sister was a part of the business and came up with the idea. Oh, yeah. And so they go back in. He's telling it. It cuts back to present. And then Helen comes down the stairs with the envelope. She found it. And everyone's like, ah, you're alive. Oh, yeah. But then they're also like, oh, but you're, oh, but you're not. You're not my buddy. Yeah, you're not Andy, you're Helen. So they're back to being kind of like, ah, sad, you know. But they're like, ah, at least you're not. Ah, at least you're not dead. It was just a lot of emotions there. It was a lot of back and forth. Oh, yeah. And then Helen kind of like, 
you know something's bad's about to happen because Helen pulls out this napkin and they're kind of going back and forth. They're like, well, how do we know that Annie didn't just copy my napkin? And she's like, because this napkin's got this embroidery of the restaurant before it went out of business. And she's like putting it all up in his face. Which like, is so dumb. So dumb. That was making me so mad. I was like, he's about to do something. Yeah. He's going to rip it up. And he does. He pulls out a lighter. Burns it. Gone. Goes up in flames. Congratulations. This is why I don't understand. Like. No evidence. Even in the beginning when Andy sends the email, I'm like, why did you do that? Why did you not just take it straight to the court and get your freaking money. I hate, I hate when people do that, though. It's so frustrating. I'm just like, y'all are not living like normal people. Because I would just go straight to the court and be like, here's my evidence. All these people lied. Yo. Freaking put them in jail. I don't care. Lock them Run up. me my bag. Run me my half of the company. This is infuriating. And then she's just waving this evidence in his face. Knowing that he tried to shoot her. 20 minutes ago, you really think he's not going to do something? Yeah, he's already like a cold-blood killer. He's done kill... He's tried to kill three people now. He successfully killed two. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't care. Like, I... Oh, it made me so mad. Yep. But whatever. And And then after he burns the napkin, he's like, nobody saw it, right? And nobody says they saw it. They all take Miles aside. And she's just like, are you freaking kidding me? And then... The detective's like, listen, girl, without evidence, this is not going to stand in court. Yep. But he hands her her sister's glass, and it has her name imprinted, and he says, maybe a little liquid courage could help, because he knows that whenever she doesn't drink, so anytime she drinks, she gets a little little feisty. So she starts fucking breaking shit. She starts going ham. Because everything's glass, remember? She's just breaking glass after glass. Like these huge statues, just bam, 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 bam. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Miles is laughing and applauding. He's like, oh, throw your little tantrum. Yep. And then everyone starts getting, like, heated with her. And they're like, yeah. And they start knocking over stuff, too. And, like, solidarity, sister. Yeah, exactly. And it's, like, it's getting crazy chaotic. Like, the music's getting loud. Everybody's breaking stuff. And you know something's about to happen again. You know something stupid's about to happen. And And she, like, gets all up in his face and snatches a lighter out of his hand. And keep in mind... That the Mona Lisa is in the room. <laughs> the this whole freaking time. Mo- And because he's such a freaking douche, he had his own company install something to cut all the locks that the um It was the, a security override. Yeah, a security override that yeah. came with his uh billion dollar renting of the Mona Lisa. Exactly. So she's got the lighter and he's you know, at first he's like what are you going to do with lighter? You know what I mean? Like, you've had your fun, blah, blah, blah. Chill out. And she starts running. And he's like, fuck. This isn't good. I know. I shouldn't have bragged about that. And she gets there, and she hits that override button, dude. And she uses, what is that thing called? That rock? Oh, the hydro- the the solid hydrogen rock she uses that rock in the fire and the whole freaking place just implodes 
And it's fucking over. And they all walk outside defeated. And he's like, you're stupid. This did nothing to me. Like, this doesn't matter. Like, you just fucking ruined yourself for no reason. She's like, no, I didn't. You big idiot. I just, or I'm sorry, you just burned down the one and only Mona Lisa with your dumb hydrogen fuel rock. Do you really think anyone's gonna back you or believe you or support you now exactly you're an idiot you're an idiot your hydrogen power just destroyed the mona lisa no literally and your whole freaking island you put all these people in in danger and then all of a sudden everyone grew balls and they were like yeah and i saw him burn the napkin yup i saw him put the pineapple juice in ryan's drink yup and they're all just like, I saw him burn it down. I saw him burn I the I saw Mona. him leave Andy's house. Yeah, that one got me. I was like, yep. man. But so yeah. On her side. And the movie ends with her walking down to the beach and sitting next to the detective. And he's like, did you get it done? She's like, yeah. <laughs> I got it done, brother. And then the cops, you see the lights coming oh, on, yeah. the, on the, the police ocean. Boats. Police boats are en route. And it was a, it was a really good movie. What were your overall thoughts? Oh yeah, I thought it was a really good movie. Um, it kind of you know it had a couple of plot twists there that I was just like, what? So that was nice. They were sprinkled in pretty thoroughly. Um, originally, who did you think the killer was going to be? Ooh, originally. Yes. Who did I think? Before all the killing happened? Like, when it was just going to be, like, a regular game? Yeah, as soon as you knew that the game had just finished and things started going amiss, who did you think was going to end up being the killer? Bro. I think... I thought Miles killed Ryan. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought Miles killed Ryan because I was like, all right, Ryan's obviously low man on the totem pole. And he's sleeping with Ryan's girl, and he thinks you know it's all like consensual and one or two sided. But you know we find out that she's just doing that as a power move. Um, so I'm like, yeah, he's just throwing Ryan down so he can get his girl, and also needed to cut that dead weight off the bottom of his branches. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then, once Andy died, I was like, yup, that was definitely Miles. Got you. I originally, yeah, I originally thought it was going to be Birdie, just because I didn't think someone could be that dumb, and I thought it was all an act. Yeah. And there was one scene that she had where she was talking to her assistant, where she was like, Miles used to worship the ground that I walked on. Oh, yeah. And I miss those days. And, like, mm-hmm. but she sounded so evil when she said it. Yeah, she did. <laughs> and I was just like, there's no way someone could be this dumb. Like, I would not be surprised if she was the mastermind. And it turns out she's just that dumb. Turns out. <laughs> but, yeah, overall, a really good movie. I really liked it. Um, I liked it as much as I like Knives Out. I can't remember Knives Out. I can't believe you can't remember that. I have to rewatch that one. It was a good one. But I'm kind of thinking if they make this like kind of like a little collection of movies. Because this is a Knives Out movie. Um, 
So maybe if they do a few more, it'll be good. Like, the, I love it. I love trying to figure it out. I like pausing and trying to, like, guess in the middle of the movie. Oh, yeah. Nick finds it annoying when I pause. She loves it. But I love it. All right. Catch you later. Later. What up, what up? Welcome back to What You Think. Back in the crib. <laughs> Alright, you're back with Ashley and Nick, and today we're doing The Last of Us. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, and we're really excited. We're actually... That was Miss. We're, we're actually gonna be doing something a little different. We're going to be watching, and then as we pause... And do our normal talking. We're going to be watching and recording at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So normally when we watch a movie, we typically pause it and kind of talk about certain scenes. And we really only stop about five times throughout an hour or two movie. So we figured we'll just, while it's all fresh on our mind, we'll just record what we would normally talk about anyways. So just pausing in between scenes, that kind of thing. But it'll be really fun. Uh, before we started, I did want to talk about just the show in general. So, for those of you who don't know, The Last of Us was a game before it was a show. And oh, yeah. it is, the premiere was yesterday, and we saved it for today to watch just because it's easier for us. Sundays are kind of hard to stay up till like, what... Nine, and then it goes on till 10 or 11 sometimes. Exactly. Yep. House of Dragons was really rough for us. No kidding. <laughs> so we wanted to wait until Monday. So I figured we'll probably end up doing a few episodes of The Last of Us. So we'll probably review them all on Mondays. I thought it was a movie. No, it's a show. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Nick doesn't pay attention to anything. Yeah, I thought this was going to be a movie. I kept seeing the YouTube ads. I was like, oh, like a good movie. Okay. Well, that'll be even better. There'll be a lot more plot development, kind of like the video games. So that'll be nice. Right. And we actually both played the video games, and it was super fun. Again, I was so surprised at how in-depth the plot was for the game. Oh, yeah. And the progression of Joel and Ellie's relationship was magnificent like yeah. it and it was a it's a really good story yeah the game was really good and we also we got the second game like as soon as we finished the first one because it was really fun and kind of slowed down on the second one because it got you're basically playing as a bad guy yeah you're playing as your freaking enemy yeah and i was like well that's not cool but i guess it's trying to you know give everybody's perspective but Whatever, big Whatever. L. We'll finish it eventually. Yeah. Uh, we were just a little butt hurt, so we took a break. Right. Which ended up lasting months. So we'll get back to it though eventually. Yeah. Because we finished part one like a year ago. Yeah. It so was. this is actually coming at a really good time for us because I feel like a lot of people played the game when it first came out or mm -hmm. even like a few years after. And we just played it last year, so it's kind of fresh in our minds what to expect. Yeah, we were definitely pretty late upon playing it. The people at GameStop when we bought it were like, oh yeah, I played that about five or six years ago. It was pretty good. Yeah, I don't quite remember what happened. <laughs> yeah. I just remember loving it, and we were just like, can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> but some stuff that I'm really interested to see how it 
turns out in the show or how they portray it is the clickers. Like, I want to know what they're going to look like or, how, like, how they're going to be able to do that because them things are nasty. Them things are nasty. It's going to be some thick prosthetics. Yeah, and that, the uh, ad I saw on YouTube, it looked extremely similar to the game like it, really realistic yeah it looked very realistic hey and that's saying something because the graphics on the game were top notch yeah they were pretty good yeah i'm also interested to see how the series starts and if it starts like the game did because if it starts with joel i'm interested to see how long it will be because in the game it was just kind of like a quick 10 minute sequence of you learning that Joel had a daughter and his daughter died and him and his brother ended up being separated and then that was it you're back to reality and it just that's how it starts so I'm interested to see if they develop that relationship a little more or if it'll be like frame for frame kind of like the game was just jumping into it yeah some more background information would be great if they offered that up but I don't know. You know how they really try to stick close to the games whenever they model after them. So, we'll see. And I mean, even with The Witcher, I feel like um, they put more depth into it. But The the Witcher wasn't as, in my opinion, detailed as The Last of Us was. We got a lot of just, like, points in the game where it would completely stop you. And it would be like a little movie. <laughs> so... Oh yeah, and the Witcher was tough too. The Witcher was really hard. We oh, did not man. get far in that. Far that in that. We apparently you have to be uh like a pro, and we definitely are not. Yeah, you gotta be good at video games for that one. We're gonna go ahead and cut it right here, and then after we watch a little bit or whenever we feel the need to start our first chat, we'll be back. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that first sequence was brutal. <laughs> Not me freaking crying right now. Good gosh. <laughs> that went very similar to the game, though. No, it was almost identical, except for, like, the, um... The intro with the girl and the neighbors? Well, that and, like, the making pancakes and the going to fix the watch. In the game, they just... She just gives him that as a present, Oh, yeah. And it starts almost from her waking up, and all of that was so similar. Mm-hmm. Especially, I was really impressed, like, the part that was, that got me, because I was, like, surprised that they ended up doing this this way, and that it made sense, was when the car wreck happens, and Joel and his brother get separated, and he has to go around the building, Oh, yeah. Because, like, in my head, I didn't think they would be able to, to like, how they're always stuck in the game. Like, there's always these ways where they can't go around. Mm -hmm. I just didn't see how that would be possible. But they did a really good job. There really was no way through. Yeah, because, yeah, it couldn't really show much with the shot. But um, what really got me was the uh, the car scene. Like, when you're inside oh, the car, it was God. like a flashback for me playing the game. No, that was almost identical. It and was the, the way it looks around. Yeah. And the way that they shot it, it was top-notch. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen A Quiet Place, but the car scene where they're driving in the car, how it it was just amazing. Like, the, the forward, and it's like, oh, my God, go back, go back. And yeah, like, exactly. They're driving around, and everyone's going crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, that was pretty wild. And we're, what, 35 minutes in? 
that was heavy it was very impressive that i was that was impressed with that and i literally started crying when sarah died because woo that was emotional but that's how it would be though for real if the if the military's like bunkering up they're like containing the city they're like bro time to just start wiping them out we don't want it to spread putting people down yeah exactly they've came in contact they got to be put down yeah one word for the first 35 minutes is just brutal oh yeah Woo! we'll check back in later it's really good <sighs> had to get a chocolate milk <laughs> okay so we just went through the section and this little kid comes walking out of the freaking woods and they're like Hey kid, what's wrong with you? Have you been bit or anything? And we're just like, what is going on? And then it cuts to Joel throwing the kid's dead body in a fire pit. Yeah, right. So we have a theory going. We're thinking they're getting these kids and they're kind of. Can you gonna? Just sorry, gonna open sorry, that? I'm getting a granola bar. <laughs> Nick's hungry. <laughs> I can't say anything. I just had a whole bowl of popcorn to myself. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> but we're thinking they're getting these kids and they're freaking testing it out the bites on them because we just met ellie for the first time and they got her chained up in a room and they're doing like cognitive cognizant test like can you count to 10 what's your name how long have you been here stuff like that yep so yeah what's I, up with that i guess we'll see i guess we'll see i guess we'll see Okay, press play. I just had to pop in and say Joe's girl's bad. She bad. <laughs> she can take a bunch like nobody. Jesus. She just be looking rough, man. Yeah, they beat the crap out of that girl. I know, and she's just like, man, we're going to fuck them up. It's whatever. Let's handle business, and we're going to fuck them up. They get there, they're already fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, my gosh. Beat him to the punch. I also just wanted to talk about how, like, a lot of the shots they're doing are so similar to the game. Like, whenever they were going up the ladder, it yeah. looks exactly like the game. And they are taking time to make those artistic shots like they did in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, even when he moved the dresser to get his stuff out of the floorboard, they took the time to do the speck of dust shot. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, man, it's those details that make a show good, you know? Oh, yeah, no doubt. But we just got to the part where they're taking Ellie and they're like, uh, you give us whatever we want and we'll do it, basically. Yep. Yeah, but so far, so good. Um, I don't know that they found the, the guy who died and turned into the fungus or whatever. And I thought during the game, those were like the spores that were released by it. And you can't like breathe that air. I may be wrong though. I know what you're talking about. And maybe they'll get more into that once they leave. Yeah. Like I doubt where they're like living, the spores were like that, you know? Yeah. I think it's more so after they leave. But I definitely get what you mean. I'm surprised that they were just like all up close and personal with that thing yeah because it's like growing all over the wall i know that was moose not me i'm not smacking like that yeah whatever (laughs) 
she is just all up in her face. She can't stand it. Mm-mm. But what else was I going to say? Oh, we never talked about the beginning, like the um the talk that they had from like what was it, nineteen sixty eight? Oh, with the doctors. Yeah, and how they like kind of predicted it. That joke, and like how the audience just got so silent. Yeah. And everyone, he was talking about how everyone would be slowly taken over. They were all taken over by fear because that Good crap God. was crazy. Yep. Yeah, it's true though. He was spitting facts, and they did not want to hear it. No. That was a lot. That was a lot. I hate that there's not another episode. Here, let's do the official setup here. (laughs) Dude, uh, we watched the... What would you call that? The director's cut where they go through the episode piece by piece and kind of break it down for you. Yeah. Yeah, they're at the end. Yeah, that was really good. I think they uh, described everything pretty well. My biggest thing was when they were sneaking out because they were going on the mission with her. And then, like, he sees old buddy that he's been smuggling drugs to. And then he, like, I don't know, you you would think that he was just going to let him go. Because he'd be like, oh, yeah, go get me some more drugs. Well, it's a power struggle thing. He's like, I told you to stay indoors. Oh, yeah. So he's got to, like, although he's getting his fix from you, he's got to assert that dominance. Yeah. Because he's a weak little man. They do make him out to be like a little scrawny guy, too. I'm sure they did that on purpose. But, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Joel gets PTSD and freaking kills him. Just beats his face in. Joel get that flashback and he just He pointing that gun at him. He's got Ellie behind him and he's just like, nope. Nope. Ain't gonna get her. And in the director's cut, they kind of like described it as him going back and like not even realizing yeah, not even realizing that... That's not really his daughter. Yeah, exactly. It's just someone that needs his protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I thought it was a really good episode. I really liked in the director's cut, too. Um, her name was Nico, I think. Nico Parker? She played Sarah, which was, like, his daughter. Um, she was talking about how it was the most interesting thing she's ever filmed because everything was there to be afraid of. Oh yeah. Which is actually really unique for movies because half the time when they're filming they it's nothing there. Like they could literally be filming a whole scene by themselves and then it cuts far away and there's more people there. Right. But they did the whole thing by themselves. But the way it's shot with like the rotating cameras and stuff, I think it's cool how all that stuff had to be there. And, like, they actually flew the planes and stuff. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a really good episode. It was very... HBO did a really good job of not halfway doing it, not cutting things out. They're not going cheap with it. You can tell this is very expensive and very well done. Yeah, I agree. Because I thought in the first episode I was really worried that we were going to get like far in the plot yeah but it actually went really well so like the first 10 
10 to 20 minutes of the game was an hour and a half for the show. Yeah, exactly. And they added some stuff and it was really it was really well done, really mm-hmm. well thought out. And all the characters are just they're doing a really good job playing their part, you know. No bad acting. No Thank bad uh, no bad acting. Even the side characters. E- yeah, even the non-main characters, they don't sound like they're just reading from a script. Like it actually sounds good. Well, I mean, that is to be expected, though, because our two main characters, Joel and Ellie, they were both in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. And you know the Thrones, they ain't have no bad acting. You got that right. <laughs> they set up quality. Yeah. I know, that's that's like my biggest pet peeve. And I'm actually really, like, Joel's a girl, she's bad, she can take a punch, whatever, but her, she is more likable in the show than she is in the game. Because in the game, she's there for, like, what i hardly remember her in the game she was there right at the beginning and then like she's pretty much gone so i'll be interested to see if she lasts longer in the show than she did in the game does she die in the game what happened to her yeah i think she like sacrifices herself because she's got bit but i'm not 100 percent on that don't quote me but i'm pretty sure that's what happens well they are going into the biohazard area yeah they jumped the fence or went through it or whatever and they're out there and this is ellie's first time going outside Mm -hmm. any walls yup i don't know i'm just really excited for it so i think we're gonna watch these every week yeah whenever they come out so That'll do it. Alright, you say That'll goodbye. do, Donkey. You say goodbye. Huh? You say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> no. Uh, what? Alright. Y'all come on back now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to <laughs> What'd You Think? <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about John Wick. We really like the setup of just watching it how we normally do and then pausing in between to like gather our thoughts and discuss what we think is going on. We're gearing up for John Wick 4, so yep, <laughs> we're so going on a movie marathon. HBO's got one, two, and three out. We're about to watch them all. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Morale is down. Morale is (laughs) low. And I feel really guilty that poor Moo Moo had to watch. Moose is choking up over here. She has tears running down her nose. She watched poor Daisy. I don't know. They didn't even show what happened to Daisy, but Daisy died. He I don't know what it was. And when she crawled all the way to him. Yup. Woo! I get you. So, so far, his wife died of cancer. And she left him this dog. And so, immediately, he's got this huge connection to the dog. Because, obviously, his dead wife left the dog to him. And so, shows the funeral, shows him getting the dog, he's bonding with the dog, they're eating breakfast together, and he's like, alright, we're gonna go into town, we're gonna go get some food. Well, he's gotta get gas, naturally, as anybody would. And guess who's fucking there? 
Theon Greyjoy. Theon Greyjoy. I swear to God, why is this punk bitch in my fucking movie right now? I forgot he is the villain, and I can't wait for his fucking neck to snap. Yup. He's over here being a punk at the gas station trying to buy his really, really nice classic car. And he's like, not for sale, bro. End of story. I'm, I'm going to go buy some dog food now. But Theon... Took Can't that, take no for an answer. He took that personally. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he said, "Can I buy that car?" And he said, "No." And he said, "And I took that personally." And I took that personally. <laughs> I don't know. Morale is down. Morale is down. I'm ready for some ass kicking, personally. Yup. We just buried the dog. We're cleaning the blood up off the floor, and it looks like some Karate Kid stuff. Wax on, wax off right now. <laughs> Gearing up. Yeah, it's about to get stupid. Bro, I just had to pop in and say that it is hilarious to me that everybody knows who John Wick is. And he's like, hey, uh, I just heard you punch my son right in the face. Can you tell me the reason for that? And he's like, oh, yeah, um, your son killed John Wick's dog. And took his car and beat him up. And he just went, oh, and hung up the phone. Reason enough, everyone's scared of him. Also, ASMR of moose chewing. So, we just paused it. Um, good night, John. Good night, John. Policeman came because there was a noise complaint. They sent like 30 guys over to John Wick's house to try to kill him. Obviously, John Wick just made quick work of him. Straight massacre. Just ridiculous. <laughs> but one of my favorite things about John Wick is that that man always reloads. It's like more realistic. It's so much more realistic. And on top of that, he doesn't have like a 30 round magazine like they have in other movies where they reload. He's got, he's actually got like. A standard. A, a standard, like like my pistol, it holds a 13 max, you know, magazine. He can, he'll shoot off like anywhere from 7 to 13 shots, and then he reloads. And you can almost count the shots in this movie. It is, I love that. And also, whenever there's a fight scene, like, usually you see like one guy attack him, and then one guy attack him. Nah. It's almost like a freeze frame, like... It'll be a fight between two people, and then as soon as that fight ends, your target is eliminated. Somebody else comes in, but he's actually fighting multiple people at once. Oh, yeah. John Wick, he's so always... it's yeah. way more realistic, because they would not just stand there, mm -hmm. twiddling their thumbs, waiting for you to get done with your fight, so they could jump in. Yeah, exactly. It's not a regulated fight. No, not at all. So, yeah, just to get y'all up to speed... Um, he stole the car. He the guy the uh, guy took it to the chop shop. John Wick found out who stole it, and it's John Wick's old boss. Mm -hmm. His kid is one that stole it. Yeah, gave him the impossible task. Gave John Wick the impossible task, and he did it. He's... I don't know. And he's like, "My boy, you done fucked up." He called John Wick up. He was talking all this mess, trying to save his butt. John Wick didn't say a fucking word. He hung up the phone. And his little Conrad was like, 
oh, so, like, what would he say? And he was like, enough. Keep in mind, yep. he didn't say nothing. Didn't say a single word. Oh, my God. The power move to not say anything. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. I think I just love that this movie just allows him to just be as bad as possible. Oh, yeah. He's and, just so bad. <laughs> and they just also depict him out as to just be, like, a humble, nice guy. Just wants to live a regular life. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's true. And it's just yeah. like, they. there was no reason for any of this. This no. man was just trying to grieve. Exactly. And, ah, I forgot the name, but they call him the Boogeyman. The Boogeyman. But then they say, John Wick's the one that you send to kill the Boogeyman. How badass do you that have to be, bro? That is ridiculous. And then, obviously, we just hit the hilarious scene. Oh, yeah. Good night, John. Good night, night John. Jimmy. <laughs> That's ridiculous. The cop's just like, oh, are you working again? Sees the dead body in the hallway. He's like, no, nah, just sorting some stuff out. Good night, John. Good night, Jimmy. Yep. <laughs> I'll see you later, then. <laughs> Freaking perfection. Mm-hmm. All right, and we'll be back. Clap out of it. All right, and we're back. We just had our, what, third fight scene? Uh, I think it was a third. All right, our, yeah. our third fight scene, it was the nightclub. Yup, nightclub. Going down. <laughs> Straight like EDM in there too. Dude, I know. And the music they had going the whole time, it oh, upped the ante a little bit. It kind of puts you on the edge of your seat. Alright, and we started with an old pal. Yep, old pal. He was guarding the nightclub. Um, which pulls up on him. All the old guy is just chilling. And then he just feels a gun touch the back of his head. <laughs> And he's like, I forgot his name. But John's just like, hey, what's up, man? Have you lost some weight? He's like, oh, hey, John. Yeah, I lost 60 pounds. John's like, that's great, dude. He's like, uh, you working again, John? And John's like, yeah, a little bit. Why don't you take the night off, buddy? And he just turns around and looks at him. He's like, thank you. I know, and he pulls his <laughs> earpiece out that yeah. would have like alerted everyone. And he's like... Thanks, man. And yeah. he just straight up, I mean, that would have been me. I would have been like, okay. He goes I'll home. take the night off. <laughs> I will straight take straight the night up. off. I'll be like, I was in the bathroom. I didn't see him come in. Like, Literally. I don't know. I got sick. I had to go home. I had, yeah. I plead the fifth, bro. Food poisoning. Gotta go. And then he's, Ooh. all right, after that, he's going through the nightclub and he's slowly taking people out. But he's like so strategic about it that people are like, oh yeah, clear. And then... Yeah. He freaking kills them after they say, oh, it's clear he's not down here. Exactly. Which it's... is my favorite part because it just drags it on. And then he eventually gets to the hot tub, which is where our antagonist is, little Theon. Yep. I don't know his real name in this movie. I can't I see him either. as anything other than Theon from Game of Thrones. And it's the same character in both of them. No, literally. He's just a fucking little selfish jerk. Yep. I can't stand him. But he gets away in the taxi. And he freaking tries to call his bodyguard. John Wick answered, and he said, everything has a fucking price, bitch. Yup. In <laughs> Russian. <laughs> I know. And I have to say, my favorite thing about the Russian is the way that they're doing the subtitles with the crazy fonts and colors. Oh, yeah. The it's emphasis so on certain funny. words. funny. Like, when they do the boogeyman, it's all crazy and green. Yeah. And, like, in the nightclub scenes, it was neon color. So, it was, like, yeah. pink and blue. And it looked really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really liked it. But he just told Theon, everything has a fucking price. And yep. you're going to get yours, bitch. So, we'll check in 
back in after that. Check banana in. Check banana after that. They captured John. Hey, you can either give me your son or you can die along with him. You can die screaming along beside him. <laughs> was the exact quote. <laughs> Take your pick. <laughs> John, like you said earlier, for it wasn't part of the recording, but you just mentioned he doesn't have a lot of speaking points throughout this entire movie. And then finally, when they capture him, and they've got him tied up, and you're like, they got him. That's when he starts talking. And that Joker starts acting, too. He starts screaming at him. He's like, you can give me your son, or you're going to die screaming beside him. Like, he starts popping off. Keanu, he got range. He got range. Let me tell you. John Wick's the strong, silent type until he's not. Until he's not. Until you push him to his fucking limits. Bro. Let me tell you. Although, he is... He is lucky. Old freaking... what? I don't even know his name. Green Goblin from Spider-Man. The Spider Green Man. Goblin's helping him out. From the Green Goblin from Spider-Man has his fucking bag. He does. He... Sharp shooting them, and that's the only reason he didn't freaking get choked out by that plastic bag. Yeah, I think, I don't, I mean, I, I don't want to jump ahead or anything, but I do know for a fact that he had him in his sights when he was at the hotel, chose to shoot beside his head and wake him up because the other chick was coming to kill him. Yeah. So, woke him up for that, and then the second time... Had him in his sights, in his sights and chose to save him instead of he could have just let them kill him. But I understand he wants the bounty. Yeah. But then instead of just shooting him himself, he shot the other guys to save him. To yeah, because he knows like as soon as you let John stand up, he's about to kill everybody in the room. Yeah, as soon as the oxygen comes back to that bag. Yeah. He's about to fucking go ham. Yeah. I don't know, bro. You're just messing with the wrong fucking dude. Right. The wrong fucking dude. He gave you an option. And your son sucks. He's a terrible person. And your Not son to sucks. mention, he's a terrible person in general. And in the club, he used multiple ladies as a shield. Yeah, as a human shield. For something that he caused. Like, how are you so bad that you stole someone's car, beat them up... Killed their dog, you know, ransacked their house. Yep. Like, why are you just doing that as your fun activity? Get a fucking hobby, golf or something. Something. Like, fuck off. I don't know. Crazy. <sighs> and Crazy. we'll be back. We will be back. All right, we got about, what is that, 30 minutes left? Yeah, and it's about to get We're going to wait till the end, and then we'll check back in. All right, ain't nothing more badass than starting. Mm-hmm. And ending in the same spot. Yup. And that's what we just did. So, we found Theo. Shot him immediately. Shot Try, him dead. Shot him dead. He was trying to explain himself. Capped him out. He was like, it's just a fucking blank shot. Dead. And then, Theo's daddy goes and gets... 
John Wick's buddy, the Green Goblin, and tortures him, and then kills him. And then he has the nerve to call John and be like, yo, the Green Goblin was protecting you, and that's not chill, so I'm about to kill that rascal. And John was literally driving home. He was he was done. He's like, I killed your son. You know, we're even. Nah. Not anymore, bitch. Not anymore. You just killed my best friend. <laughs> Turns it around. He's coming back for you. And he's coming for blood. He's heading back. And he gets tipped off by the owner of the hotel. Who's like, somebody... That you know is filling up their helicopter and they're about to fly away at you know where. And John's like, bet, thank you. He's like, yeah, consider it part of the debt for when that girl tried to kill you at the hotel, which is like a big no-no. Not to mention they freaking take care of that. They shoot her down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they shoot her down. She's She's gone. They they pull up on her like five the six hotel because it is a rule. You cannot interfere with the guests staying there. Yeah, she broke the cardinal rule. She broke the cardinal rule. Bang bang. Pay dead. for it with your life, brother. She's like, nah. The hotel don't play like that. Like, here's a brand new Dodge Charger. Here's a brand new Dodge Charger. Uh, I'm very sorry. And I don't- we killed your enemy. And we killed your enemy, and here's where your other enemy is at right now. So, let's make this good. John's like, yeah, I bet. You know, sounds good. I like the car. Cool. So, we chase him down, and he knows he's dead. Because literally, John Wick crashes their car, and the passenger's like, does anybody have a gun? Like, I need a gun to go try to kill this man. And he's playing like... Too slow with the gun with him. He's just like, ha ha. He's like, good luck. Because John Wick's about to kill you. And he does. And basically, there's a big fight to the death between John Wick and Theo's daddy. And John Wick, you know, he don't play. When it's a 1v1, my money's on John Wick. And I tell you what, I've won a lot of money putting that bet down. So, John Wick clears it up. He's like, all right, time to go home. I need a, I need to stitch up my, my little cut here. And so he finds like a pound and he walks up in this pound. No, straight up. Start the movie there, watching the video of his wife. Yup. And then he goes in after all this stuff. He finds him a bestie. He finds him a little pit bull. <laughs> and on top of that. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the pit bull is on a kill list because he looks up and the pit bull's there and it's crying and there's a big clipboard in front of it that's got some red writing and I want to say it's a euthanized thing. Saved his life, saved his life, you know what I mean? Yup, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. And the movie ends with them walking off into the night. And he says, let's go home. Just like his wife says in the video. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. We're going to watch the second one tomorrow. Tomorrow! Tomorrow! All right, look forward to that. 
All right, this was, what'd you think? What I think, what I think, one of the best action movies out there. That's what I think. All right, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, he's the man. And we out. Out. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast, What'd You Think? Today, we'll be watching The Last of Us, episode two. And we are thrilled. (laughs) Yep, and we're going to be doing the same format we've been doing uh, as we pause and talk about it while we're watching it live. We're just going to talk with you guys instead. So let's do this. Let's jump into it. Quite the intro. Quite the intro. Now, I may be wrong, but I didn't remember this kind of opening scene from in the game. It it, uh, it panned us over to Indonesia, where they get the scientist lady, and they have her come look at this specimen they have in a lab, and it's the fungus. Yes, they found it in this lady who had just gone berserk at her job and bit a whole bunch of people. Mm -hmm. And it shows the scientist, like, looking at her body. She's looking at the bite mark, and then she starts to open her mouth and look in there. And this is where the series is going to be different. Instead of spores, they're going to be doing, like, these tentacle things. Like, I'm not quite sure what to call them, but it's these little, like stringy things coming out of their mouth yeah like a weird it's I, it's supposed to be some kind of mushroom fungus right that's like coming from the inside Mm-hmm. but yeah she was not happy she straight up said bomb the city that's yep. all you can do the military was like we need a vaccine or medicine or something she said bomb the city and everyone in it yeah she's like listen dude this is out of my jurisdiction this is new you know how many years it takes to make a vaccine and it's just it's not happening Mm-mm. quite the way to open i think um this was definitely one of the moments just like in the first episode where we got like kind of a history lesson oh yeah of where everything came from because that's one thing that the game didn't do it doesn't tell you in depth how you got to where you are right it just kind of throws you in it and you start going along It'll definitely flesh it out, though, as a series instead of just a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we'll be back. My phone now. All right. We're pretty much stopped, like, right at the halfway point. Yep. We're going through the hotel currently. Mm-hmm. And so, so far, we haven't seen any infected but they're walking across this big bridge, and they just hear this weird scream thing. I know. I feel like it's really um, leading up to a big finale. And I'm kind of wondering if this is going to be the episode where Tess dies. Or if it's, like, going to hint at her dying or something. Because she really did die, like, really in the beginning of the game. Like, soon after you started. Yeah, I I have a feeling they're probably going to leave us on, like, a cliffhanger. Yeah, whether or not, like, what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then last um, episode, we watched the... What is it called? Trailer for the next episode? Oh, yeah. 
uh, we watched the trailer for the last or the next episode and they showed like the bloaters or whatever those big fat nasty ones yeah. that take you like forever to kill mm-hmm. so i'm wondering if maybe we'll have one of those come up or if that was like way further on um but yeah little ellie she's literally it's one of my favorite things when one of the main characters is the comic relief too you know what i mean yeah exactly and she's such a little like <laughs> brat that's hilarious yeah she's just like she's not a brat she's a smart ass yeah exactly yeah, I think I think they'd really do a good job with her character. Mm-hmm. She's doing a really good job and Joel's being Joel. He's like, Fuck off. Don't ask me no more questions. Yeah. Let's... Quit trying to get close to me. Right, because I'm gonna have to kill you because you know he's got, you know, emotional damage. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Alright, we'll be back. Um <laughs> I can't believe Tess had to make out. <laughs> with that clicker so nasty that is so disgusting Ooh, god it was so gross little tentacles were just going all into her mouth and junk yuck oh i can't oh it was gross but let's start we get out of that situation where yep. we left off and we're on the roof and tess is being all weird and it kind of Gives it away that, like, after they've been attacked, it's more than just, like, her ankle. Yeah, she's, like, in a bigger hurry than everybody. Yeah, like, she's like, let's do this, let's go. Like, can't you have some hope? Like, she's, uh, she's definitely having a moment, and you can kind of tell something's going on. Yeah, exactly. And so they get, they get to the rendezvous spot where they're supposed to be dropping off the girl, and everybody's dead, and they're like, holy crap. And one of the dead folks comes back alive, and obviously they shoot him, but that triggers all of them. They know 